It's the fourth Sunday of Lent, and that means it's Mothering Sunday. Uh, this was instituted in the Middle Ages. Uh, Mothering Sunday was always a day where children would visit their mother church. Uh, what's the mother church? Well, <laughs> great question. It's the church you were baptized in. Now, over the centuries, the significance of the day has kind of changed to one where we celebrate mothers and motherhood. Uh, and I, I am fully aware that for some, it is difficult to put the words mother and celebrate in the same sentence. Uh, for many, when they think of their mother, there's a, a sense of grief or a sense of mourning due to their passing. Um, for others, the thought of mother evokes feelings of hurt and anger because of the way they were mistreated in their childhood. Um, I feel for you and, and I pray that God will use his word and in particular this message to, to bring healing to your heart. Let's pray before we dive into the scripture. Uh, God, this is a sensitive topic. Uh, for many, and, and I pray that your grace will, will fall on us right now. May, may your Holy Spirit bring comfort and, and healing. Surround us with your love. Thank you for your word, the Bible. Speak to us from it, we pray. Amen. I, I would like to read to you from uh, the book entitled The Mother Heart of, of God by Trudy Biak. Uh, this is how Trudy remembers her mum. The first pair of eyes that hold me are my mother's. I'm seven years old, cuddling with mum in the church and running my fingers over and over again in circles across her soft, velvety fur coat. I imagine she is a fuzzy mother bear. She, she's a short, bosomy, fun-loving woman with brown, lustrous curls and big blue eyes like Betty Davis, sitting on the wooden pews and hiding under her luxurious fur coat. I feel totally safe in her warmth. I listen to sermons about the love of God, and I know without a shadow of doubt that God loves me. My mother prods me to be a missionary when I grow up. Well, I don't know about that idea, Mom, I say quietly. She hugs me anyway. A soft-hearted woman, Mom rescues abandoned children who are in need of a loving home because she believes love conquers all evil. With arms open wide to embrace the rejected in society, our house may best be described as a noisy, multicultural carnival. In addition to raising me and my three biological brothers, my parents open our home to an array of foster kids. Mom also gives free respite to the weary parents of a severely disabled girl. Uh, little Jody continually screams and bangs her head. Not surprisingly, it, it is chaos in our kitchen where all the action is. Uh, my parents end up adopting two little boys, Johnny, 
an Asian youngster, and Louis, a Native American boy who suffers from fetal alcohol syndrome. They are innocent, live-wired boys. While they may not have grown inside her womb, mom assures the boys they were formed in a much better place. You see, my wonderful, precious boys, you're so special. I actually chose you to grow in my heart, she says as she kisses the top of their foreheads and elevates their position to top of the family hierarchy. It is completely fair, according to mom's rule of justice, that these boys who had been abandoned would be so luxuriantly pampered in our home. The whole family buys into that love. It, it is the way of God's compassion. Mom loves these ragamuffin orphans with great kindness. And as I watch her shower them with love, I too feel the exhilarating, liberating power of love. Little Johnny had been discarded by his real mom and dad and tossed back and forth between three foster homes by the time he was 11 months old. The brown-eyed boy steals mom's heart as soon as he moves in. Never again will you feel alone, she says to him. We all nod. Johnny is mom's boy to stay. She feels every one of his tears of pain. As he grows to be a teenager, she, she tells the social workers that Johnny needs a, a good counsellor because he keeps getting into trouble with the law. He crashes a car. His teachers kick him out of class. Meanwhile, mom prays to God to help her to be as patient with him as God is. She never stops loving him. Mom worries helplessly, year after year, trying to get him help. Finally, at age 25, he is HIV positive and he commits suicide. Anguish now dims the bright blue in my mother's eyes. Nine months after Johnny died, Louis, my other adopted brother, dies in a car accident. Louis, whose heritage includes a long line of alcoholics, is 21 years old and drinking beer with a carload of friends, skidding along the Fraser Canyon Highway. Crashing boulders claim the neural endings of his brain. A sensitive, kind young man whose legacy is a fatal brain injury. Mom had tenderly loved this boy too, nurturing him with hefty cheek kisses and hugs, uh, warning him not to drink because his genes carry the alcoholic weakness. Another part of mom's all-embracing heart collapses, yet she carries on. Still her faith remains strong. You know, every mother who listened to that understands this level of love. And, and the children listening are probably thinking, well, my mom doesn't love me like that. All she does is tell me to make my bed and clean my room. 
but you know it's only when you become a parent that you understand how much your parents love you a mother's love is different from the love of a father a father's love gives a sense of stability we, we feel safe in dad's arms while a mother's love is tender and compassionate uh, in in mum's embrace we we feel comforted the title for this talk today is the mother heart of father god yeah, we rightfully call god father jesus referred to god as father and he instructed his disciples and us to address him as father but but don't for a second be tempted to think that god's love is not tender and compassionate like a mother's in the very first chapter of the bible we read this so god created human beings in his own image in the image of god he created them male and female he created them now don't miss out the important truth in this verse in their desire to to not be accountable many have, have focused only on the creation aspect of this verse, arguing that, that we evolved, we weren't created, there's no intelligent design. Now, while we don't have time to address this issue fully, for those for whom this, this may be a stumbling block, let me just read to you a, a quote from Dr. Raymond Damadian, the, the inventor of the MRI machine. Um, he says, how could two different sexes have evolved separately without the other? No scientist can explain this because a man and a woman must be fully developed biologically for sex and, and thus conception to work. You, you don't have to be a rocket scientist, he says, to know that a man needs a female to be born. Likewise, the female needs a man or she too would not be born. One cannot exist without the other. The, the MRI scientist brings, brings to light an amazing insight. It, it's a biological truth which, which hardly bears repeating that, that two fully functioning sexual human beings, male and female, must be present for natural procreation to occur in the first place. Therefore, the sophisticated and complementary design of the first two human beings is living proof that a divine maker created them. The important part from this verse that I, I wanted to focus on is that male and female are created in the image of God. You see, God's nature is so great that, that male and female together reflect his image. It takes a man and a woman to fully display the image of what God is like. We hear much of the masculine qualities of God, but, but surely because women are also made in God's image, God must have some feminine qualities too. In our minds, though, we tend to apply only the male stereotypes to God. 
But let, let me show you some passages from, from the Bible. First off, in Isaiah chapter 66, we read this. God says to the prophet, as a mother comforts her child, so will I comfort you, and you will be comforted over Jerusalem. Again in Isaiah, can a mother forget the baby at her breast and have no compassion on the child she has born? Though she may forget, I will not forget you. See, I have engraved you on the palms of my hands. You know, Jesus expressed a mother's love when, when he was lamenting over Jerusalem. He, he said, Jerusalem, Jerusalem, you who kill the prophets and stone those sent to you, how, I, how often I have longed to gather your children together as a hen, mother, as a hen gathers her chicks under her wings. You were not willing. A mother who, who had 12 children was, was asked which one she loved the best. Her answer, the one who's sick until he gets well. And the one who is away until he gets back home. That sounds to me pretty much like what Jesus said in the parables that we read in Luke 15, which, which tell of the lost sheep, the lost coin, and, and the lost brothers. Um, you know, it, it's been said that a father becomes concerned when, when his child breaks a bone, and a mother uh, when her child scrapes their knee. I don't know about you, but... But often I think I can only bring my big needs to God. You know, the, the broken bone type needs. And, and I, I do that because I, I think of God as my heavenly Father. And, and while that is a true biblical image, what, what is incorrect is my aligning that image with my earthly Father. You see, if I am to have an accurate understanding of who God is, I need to combine the best part of my father's love and the best parts of my mother's love and then remove both their shortcomings. And so my prayer this morning is that we will all experience the safety, the security, the gentleness, the compassion of the love of God. May you have a blessed mothering Sunday and for those for whom today is difficult um, I, I would like to pray for you uh, I, I would also like to just pray for for those who who struggle because the image of of your earthly mother is is not a good one uh, but perhaps it's time to understand that that God who is our father has a motherly compassion and gentleness to his love that he, he radiates towards you. Won't you respond to his love today? And so God, I, I pray for everyone listening to this. I pray, I pray for those who are struggling today because they have lost their, their mothers. Their mothers have passed away. Um, and, and I pray that, that your comfort would be very real to them. I pray too for those who have been uh, running from you because they, they carry so much hurt and anger. 
and they don't feel comfortable coming to you. But I thank you that that you will not forget them. You have not forgotten them and that you your love today is just as strong as it was on the very day that they were born. And so I pray that even now you would draw them closer to yourself. Friend, if, if you feel the, the urgency and the need to turn to God right now, then I'd encourage you to pray, to pray something along the lines of Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross to, to pay the price for my sins. Um, I know that I'm a sinner. I've, I've broken your law and, and perhaps more importantly, I've broken your heart. Forgive me, change me. And then, and then won't you confess to Jesus that, that by faith you, you accept his gift of eternal life. Ask him to empower you with his Holy Spirit and to, to enable you to grow into a, a loving human being who, who reflects the image of God. May God bless you.